1: WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
0: With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. New poll finds one in three Americans say it could be sometimes justified for citizens to take violent
2: action against the government. The poll from the Washington Post, University of Maryland, found that 40% of Republicans said violent actions could be justified compared to 23% of Democrats and 41% of Independents. Overall, 62% of respondents said violence was never justified, and 4% either had no opinion or answered justified, but said in a follow-up question that they did not think violence was justified. Of those who said that violent actions could be merited, 22% said that such actions could be justified by the government violating or taking away people's rights or freedoms. Bernie Bennett reporting.
0: Thousands of people in the Netherlands have defied a ban and gathered for a demonstration against the Dutch government's coronavirus lockdown measures. Several people arrested. This is SRN News.
1: Larry Elder sees two sides of the story. As Joe Biden will get credit, as the economy will do better than it would have done had this ridiculous so-called Build Back Better bill passed through. So it is good for the American people, good for the economy that this thing is dead, but frankly bad for politics, for Republicans, because the economy is going to do better than it otherwise would have done, and the debt's not going to increase as much as it would have increased. And Biden, ironically, will get credit. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot.
3: Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot. It's intelligent radio, and it's still quite cold out there. Clear, but cold, with the temperature fluctuating between four and six degrees. Streaming on demand at AM 1280ThePatriot.com is the Dinesh D'Souza Podcast. You know him as the New York Times best selling author with over a dozen books published. Hear what he's up to today with the free Dinesh D'Souza Podcast at AM 1280 The Patriot. AM
1: 1280, The Patriot.
3: Wouldn't it be great to receive free quotes from multiple top-rated contractors on siding, roofing, and window jobs with absolutely zero pushy salespeople invading your house with one-size-fits-all overpriced options? I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes. As many Patriot listeners know, one short meeting with me will result in competitive estimates emailed to you a few days later with no obligation to buy With today's supply chain issues, the most common question I get lately is how long until the work can be done? Straight answer. If you would like to see some new windows in your house in the summer, now is the time to call me. Lead times are up to six months for window installs, double than what we've ever seen in the past. So whether you would like a few windows quoted or all of them, we'll go over the best options that fit your house and stand up to our extreme temperature swings. If you decide to move forward, I'll come back out to write up the order so we can get the clock ticking on your new windows. Set up a short meeting with me. Go to getmy3quotes.com. That's the number three, getmy3quotes.com. If you smoke,
4: chew, or vape and want the faster, easier, more effective way to quit, call Breathe Freedom from Nicotine. For a longer, healthier, richer life, call Breathe Freedom from Nicotine. This is Rick from Breathe, and I'm gratified Breathe has quickly removed the cravings and withdrawals for thousands. Breathe is now in-network for Most Preferred One insurance members, and HSA dollars also apply. Breathe has an a rating from the BBB and was the first-place winner out of all treatment centers in the Best of Minnesota competition. Breathe was honored as one of five international thought leaders at the Mercer Healthcare Innovation Symposium, showcasing services promising major impact on healthcare worldwide. On-site corporate programs also available. Go to fullyquit.com. That's fullyquit.com. Or call Breathe today at 952 952- Five four six fifty six fifty seven. That's nine five two five four six fifty six fifty seven. Nine five two five four six fifty six fifty seven.
2: Get that Rack Shack attack Rack Shack barbecue.
0: Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media
1: Group. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app the following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management
0: it's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics israel and the law this is the victory hour with andrew parker a parker daniels keyboard wise counsel winning results Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker.
2: I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions. It's Sunday, 4
5: o'clock, and what does that mean? It means... It is the best hour in radio of the week. It is the victory hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and every week... Yes, every Sunday... At 4 o'clock, we talk politics, Israel, and the law. And this week is no different. We are honored to have U.S. House of Representatives, Congressional District No. 2 in the state of Minnesota, Representative Angie Craig, will be with us today. Angie uh, was called to the White House earlier this week, and we want to hear from her about what Uh, What was discussed there, we can only imagine, as we all know, uh, what was discussed there. They want to spend a lot of our money. Isn't it interesting how that works, where when you're spending someone else's money, the amount of money that you end up spending after you think about it, figure out everything you need, and it grows and grows and grows. What if all food was free and you went into the grocery store? What, would you put three items in your in your cart? No, the cart would be overflowing, my God. And the shelves would be empty before you know it. Well, $3.5 trillion, our shelves will be empty quickly. Uh... With that kind of expenditure. So we're going to talk to Representative Craig about the Democratic Party's idea of spending. And I'm sure she's going to have a lot of reasons why the spending is good. And I'm guessing she'll probably say. Uh, uh, it's all paid for. No worries. OK. <laughs> it's all paid for. It's a T. Alright, it isn't an M, it isn't a B, it's a T coming after that number. Okay? We you know, there was a day not that long ago. It wasn't when I was growing up or something. It was just not that long ago when where that word wasn't ever used, trillion, because it didn't apply to anything. There never was anything that was a trillion. Okay? And, and now it's thrown around like ah, $3 trillion, eh, $2 trillion, Big deal, too. It's only $1.2 you know, that that little infrastructure bill. They treat it like a little bill, the one that's bipartisan. It's $1.2 All right, we're going to talk to Angie Craig about that and uh, a number of other issues, domestic policy issues. We're going to talk about Israel. Uh, A little bit, hopefully, we'll get to that uh, about the Abraham Accords. Uh, So it should be, you know, very interesting. She's always in a hotly contested race there, the last three. Uh, She lost the first one narrowly. She won the next one narrowly. And she won most recently in 2020 narrowly. She's up against the same opponent in 2022. We'll talk a little politics with Angie Craig uh, as well. And, And jot this down. Uh, In the coming weeks on the Victory Hour, um, we're going to talk Hennepin County Sheriff's race. And I'm hoping to have both the incumbent and the challenger on on consecutive weeks uh, or soon uh, between them. And we're going to talk redistricting. We're going to have Ryan Winkler on the show in a few weeks Uh, House Majority Leader and talk to him about a new position that he might be uh, interested in seeking and now that we've had Angie Craig on the show, we'll try to get Tyler Kissner on the show so give him some uh, equal time we're going to take a short break and when we come back we'll have Representative Angie Craig joining us again from the 2nd Congressional District here in the state of Minnesota, stay tuned this will be interesting
6: that's not a bad idea. I'll tell you. I'll consult my lawyer. And if he advises me to do it, I'll get a new lawyer. AM
1: 1280, The Patriot.
5: How about this My pillow guy? He turns his life around, invents a product that revolutionizes the sleep industry, but that is not enough. He launches a whole store of sleep and bath-related products. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with some wise counsel and winning results. Not about the law, but rather about high-quality sleep which translates into high quality living, and there is nothing better for high quality sleep than My Pillow sleep goods. And I'm not just talking pillows. I've got most of the My Pillow sleep product line, from the 400 thread count bed sheets to the mattress topper to the waffle blankets, down comforters, and the sleepwear, all top quality. Go to MyPillow.com to place your order. Or call 1-800-334-8902. Get up to 66% off with the special offer code VICTORY. Up to 66% off on your entire order with the special offer code VICTORY.
6: Contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com.
5: You're now joined by U.S. House of Representative Angie Craig, 2nd District, State of Minnesota. Angie, uh, you know, she, she lost her first run for the 2nd uh, District by less than 2 percentage points in 2016. But uh, nobody can call Angie Craig a quitter ever, uh, in fact, and she came back. Uh, in force, winning in 2018 by, what, more than 5.5%, and then again in 2020. She is a colleague of one of her, uh, uh, of the freshman class of 2018 that included Ilhan Omar. Maybe we'll, we'll ask about that a little bit later on, but I'll tell you one thing that uh, is, in my in my thinking, one of the most important, unique aspects of Angie Craig being in the United States House of Representatives in the Democratic Caucus is her staunch, unwavering support of the U.S.-Israel relationship. And having voices in uh, that caucus uh, who remind people of the importance, the strategic importance, as well as the Uh, Similar value importance of the relationship between the United States and Israel uh, cannot be underscored enough. She is a great champion and and a hero of the state of Israel, Uh, Angie Craig. Angie, thanks so much for joining us today on the Victory Hour.
7: Andy, it is so great to be back. I'm greeting you from Washington, D.C., and uh, it's a really busy time here.
5: (laughs) Yes, indeed it is. You know, uh, earlier this week, Angie Craig was called to the White House uh, to talk about some of the issues going on in D.C., and I'm sure you all know which ones I'm talking about. They're thinking of spending some money and how to do it, and uh, the president wants to talk to Angie Craig about it. Angie, what can you tell us about your meetings?
7: Well, let's start with uh we're we're thinking about making some investments in uh, Americans, but it's also fully paid for and doesn't increase the deficit, Andy. So let me make sure I get that on the record to start. That's important. Um, look, Look, this was um this was a meeting of uh several of us uh, who went over to the White House and my my point to the president was to make sure uh really two things happened as we hammer out the uh final details of the bill. The first is I ran on the idea of expanding access to health care. So extending the premiums in the Affordable Care Act um, are are important to me. They're currently in the Build Back Better Act. It looks like that uh, will be, since the framework just got released, um, a part of it. The other side of it, uh, I really felt like and still feel like – big pharma companies should have to negotiate their prices uh, with Medicare. So uh, that, it does not look like, has uh, survived the framework. Um, and then secondly, you know, I represent rural communities. About 60 percent of the second district, southeastern Minnesota, in the summer is covered in corn and soybeans. And my message to the president and his staff is let's make sure we do not uh, leave out rural communities in this package. And I'm very pleased to report it looks like there's $4 dollars in your rural partnership program um, that uh, will survive in the bill so it's an interesting time and um, you know I serve on a bunch of different committees but I um all of those committees have been marking up elements of this bill. So, uh, you know, I'm I was the fifth closest race in the country in in 2020, and the president and the White House knows he's got to get get uh, all of us on board uh, for a final package. And so, uh, looks like the text of the bill was released a few minutes ago, and I'll be digging into that now.
5: Well, that's something to say, and I'm and I'm not surprised to hear. Uh You talk about the fact that you're going to dig into it. You're somebody who uh, doesn't automatically uh, vote one way or another. You try to educate yourself, and you want to do what's right for your constituents. Let me ask you, uh, Angie, you know, uh, back uh, in the the year of COVID last year, uh, we poured some uh, $4 trillion into the economy. I believe uh, when uh, President Trump was still uh, president, and now that is continuing. Uh, We've got an infrastructure uh, package, physical infrastructure package of about 1.2 trillion. Uh, This bill was initially talked about at three and a half trillion dollars. It's it's a lot of money. It's it's you know by anybody's measure, it's uh, a ton of money and. And the fear that people are talking about and can't we can't ignore is the fear of inflation when the government spends at at that level. What are your thoughts about uh, that and uh, and whether or not it's going to have and and has started to have that sort of uh, effect?
7: Well, so I would just say that um, all of our efforts over the last couple of years with the uh, Uh, both Biden administration now, but the Trump administration, it was about keeping the economic growth uh, of our country running. And, you know, we've added 5 million jobs back since the beginning of this year. Uh, I think that um, the money that we spent, remember, uh, last year under the last administration, uh, was not paid for. It it did increase the deficit. And so one of the priorities I've had is I talked to economists and Neil Kashkari. And by the way, Andy, I think you have a choice when you get to Congress. You can decide you're going to be a workhorse and dig into the details, or you can decide you're going to be a show horse uh, and uh, just sort of live on Twitter, not in the text of bills and legislation. And when I talk to economists, uh, what they say to me is, If you step back, this bipartisan infrastructure bill that got almost 70 votes over in the Senate is going to create a number of good-paying jobs that are going to help us keep our economy growing and running here in the medium term. And then if you look at some of the investments in the Build Back Better framework, and by the way, it was never going to be $3.5 trillion. Anybody who thought that – uh, was living in la-la land. Uh, you know, we knew going into this that um, what we were targeting was under $2 trillion over a multi-year period of time. We're not talking about spending $1.85 trillion tomorrow. We're talking about some of it's over six years, some of it's over 10 years, etc. These are the kinds of long-term investments. And by the way, when you think about investing in early childhood education, when you think about investing in uh, child care, when you think about all of these things, this is going to make sure that we can get people back into the workforce. That is the number one issue that when I talk to businesses, they talk to me about. You know, we haven't seen this lower level of women participating in the workforce in decades, and why is that? It's because we have been disrupted from a child care and an education perspective, and uh, women uh, have not been able to get back into the workforce. So to me, this is all about...
5: Why know, have they not you... been able to get back in the workforce? There are a ton well, of jobs available.
7: Andy, they you know, one, kids 5 through 11 just now are going to be able to get a vaccine. So some of it is because of COVID concerns. Two, um it, you know, they're the primary caregivers traditionally uh, in a household. Uh, a, a number of good men I know out there are also the primary caregivers to their children. So let me uh, give it to yet yeah, to that. But for the most part, Andy, you know, as as schools have been in and out and on and off, it's women who've had to take care of both, uh, you know, keeping their family running and uh, homeschool going and all of those types of things. But let me get back to inflation. Look, we were always going to have some disruption, supply chain disruptions, uh, you know, unevenness as we build back uh, coming out of this pandemic. And as I talked to uh, Neil Kashkari, as long as we pay for. That was what has been so important. We find a way to pay for the investments that we are planning to make, uh, that that should not impact inflation. But you know, we're already ahead uh, from an earlier CBO estimate of how long it would take us to get back to full employment where we were before the pandemic. As you know, Minnesota is already below 4%. There's um, items in the framework released today uh, that uh, will help with uh, additional Pell Grants, with uh, technical college, uh, trade school, apprenticeship programs, getting people back to work in the workforce needs to be a huge priority. And, of course, I personally think we uh, some of the climate change initiatives in here are important because energy independence, not relying on these uh, uh, imports uh, into America, is very, very important.
5: Well, didn't we have energy independence under Donald Trump in 2019, and now we don't because of some of the decisions of this administration?
7: Well, energy independence uh, with clean and renewable energy is the long-term goal. Okay. Okay. Because at the end of the day, uh, you know, you got the whole western half of the country, Andy, on fire. Uh, you've got 83% of Minnesota this summer in a severe drought. Um, we, we have a number of what I would call resiliency items uh, in the Build Back Better Act. Things that are going to hopefully build our resilient to cli- resilience to climate change and as you well know, it's a you know a, a, the way the climate is changing around the country. It, it's a national security issue. It's a creates immigration and migration issues. It's a, something that we really just have to uh, address. And again, uh, we've tried to be as thoughtful as we can about the pay fors And as you've seen, even in the last forty eight hours, some of those are changing, coming in and coming out.
5: Well, yeah, and uh, you know we're talking to Angie Craig, Congresswoman from the second congressional district in the state of Minnesota. Uh, two messages uh, from Representative Craig. One is, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna spend some money to help people, uh, but we're gonna pay as you go. And so it's not going to have the inflationary effect. That's a disputed issue in Washington for sure. Uh, but secondly, uh, on energy independence, it's energy independence within climate change parameters. And uh, we've got to maintain that. So Donald Trump did not have that, in fact, uh, because of the co- climate change issue uh, or answer uh, given by Representative Craig. But we'll be back right after this short break with Representative Craig. And we're going to talk about a number of <laughs> additional issues, not least of which uh, immigration at the southern border, we're going to talk about Israel and what's going on with the Abraham Accords and moving forward with peace in the Middle East, God willing, and maybe a little bit about uh, the upcoming election next year and how uh, Angie feels about her chances of being reelected strong representative in the 2nd Congressional District, Angie Craig, will be with us on the other side of this break. You make sure to stay with us as well. In the meantime, go to parkerdk.com. We'll be right back. AM
1: 1280, The Patriot.
5: Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than two million dollars for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard.
1: Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot.
6: What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit Ibelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at Ibelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group.
5: Hi, this is Andrew Parker with some wise counsel and winning results. First, the counsel. Go to MyPillow.com and take a look at the outstanding extended product line that they have. We're talking top quality products. How do I know? Because I have them. Slippers and slip-ons, robes, towel sets, throw blankets and loungewear, all best in class and when you're done taking care of yourself take care of the dogs too they have outstanding dog beds now for the winning results results happen once you order so pick up your number two pencil and your yellow pad and jot this down 1-800-334-8902 that's 1-800-334-8902 or go to mypillow.com place your complete order And with the offer code VICTORY, you get up to 66% off. That's right, VICTORY for 66% off. We're back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and we're joined... We're honored to be joined by uh, 2nd Congressional District Representative Angie Craig from the state of Minnesota, a Democrat in a, uh, well, I I think it's fair to call it a swing district, and it's one that she has now won twice and is planning on winning again in 2022. She is going to have a a difficult race, but it's one that, again, she has uh, won twice and she Fits the district fairly, fairly well. Uh, Angie, we were talking on the other side of the break about uh, the impacts of this spending and the plans that the Democratic House has for the Build Back Better Act. Uh, and as as we you know as we watch the news and we watch from outside, we see that there is a portion of the Democratic caucus, just as there is in the Republican caucus, that makes it difficult for the broader base in the caucus to get done what they want to get done, which might be a bit more sensible to the American people. And I'm just wondering, how much muscle do you think, Angie, the far-left group in the Democratic caucus has in fashioning what ultimately is passed on this spending bill?
7: Well, I think that we have a very slim majority, Andy. And so, you know, when you got a slim majority, um, you know, you got got to give a little bit of something to everybody uh, if you want to get the votes and the bill across the finish line. This is a major initiative. It would be obviously coupled with the bipartisan infrastructure uh, bill would be one of the uh, largest investments we've na- made in in jobs and in American working families in decades. So um, on the other hand, what I would say is that the president was clear with my entire caucus. This bill was never going to be sized at $3.5 trillion. And so the sausage making you see behind the scenes is a more realistic outcome of 1.75 over multiple period of years and the natural prioritization and fights internally over what's in and what's out given that circumstance. So, you know, I don't uh, don't mind uh my colleagues uh, who are a little more uh, progressive uh, than I am fighting for uh, their priorities. I've certainly been fighting for my priorities of the second district in this bill as well. But at the end of the day, um, you know, it feels Andy, like we're getting, we're getting close to the finish line. Uh, I don't know if it'll get across uh, imminently, um, but I feel like in the next week uh, this, uh, this, build back better. We'll get across the finish line. And I've been one of those Democrats calling for weeks ago the bipartisan infrastructure bill to be brought to the House floor. You know, I don't necessarily think the two should be tied together. I think that uh, they're both ended up very good bills on their own. And uh, as I said, I I haven't voted for a big package here yet that I've agreed completely with. But I do think that the one that uh, is shaping up uh, is one that generally is a, a good compromise bill, and uh, I, I hope all of my colleagues will support it.
5: Well, Angie, it's important uh, that you uh, remind everyone that you were, uh, are opposed to tying the infrastructure bill, which was a, is a bipartisan bill, uh, and and you can't say bipartisan bill very often in Washington anymore, except for as it relates to Israel. There are very few issues where there, where there are, you know, really significant votes on both sides of the aisle. That was one of them, yet certain parts of the Democratic Party, not you, uh, were requiring that it only go forward if the larger reconciliation bill uh, is, is adopted and approved. I, you know, I wonder, and this isn't much of a question uh, it 's just a rhetorical comment. I wonder whether, at one point seven five trillion on the build back Better act uh, you will get the support from the left wing pro- progressive wing uh, you know of the party. We shall see, as you point out. Let, let's turn our attention. Well, it, it,
7: Andy, it'd be a damn shame if we don't. It well, really, would, it really would. That's my reaction.
5: Okay, well that's <laughs> that, that's right, and I think a lot of people would uh, would agree with you. And you know, it's one of the things that I've watched from the sidelines. I I understand the realities of hardball politics, particularly not not just across the aisle, but. Within caucuses, the Republicans had this issue staring them square in the face not long ago. And, you know, everyone said, hey, you got the House, you got the Senate, you know, it doesn't make it always that easy. And this is just another example of what occurs when you have a split country electorate. Uh, let's turn to the southern border and uh, immigration uh, I'm not going to raise with you, Angie, Afghanistan. You know, I mean, I I, I almost don't think it's fair to talk about that with a, uh, with a Democrat because it's hard to defend and everyone has a difficulty defending it. Uh, but talking about immigration, there are fair differences of opinion. I have an opinion which is driven by open immigration under the rule of law with a process. And it's that second point that is, yeah, we can have open immigration, uh, but you need to have the foundation of law and a process that's being followed or it, it's just plainly too dangerous. That's kind of my judgment of how we should deal with uh, immigration reform. What are your thoughts on that?
7: Well, what you just described is exactly what I think sixty-eight senators came together back in 2013 yep. uh, and accomplished. Remember, it was a yep. bipartisan, uh, comprehensive approach that you know addressed the root causes of migration and um, and also provided for border security and a, a path to citizenship. A process, right? Uh, a process whereby people could come to our border and. Uh, apply for legal entry. You and I both know as 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 long as we have a broken immigration system, people will try to go around that system. And you know, I think the American people are are sick and tired of our failure to fix our immigration system and you know, it's ironic as we sit here and and you know, I take a lot of visitors from the ag community given uh, my service on the House Committee on Agriculture, just to uh, hear folks talk about uh, how can we put together an accelerated process to get more labor, more workforce uh, here in the United States, year-round, you know, year-round labor, for example, for dairy farmers. And so, uh, you know, it, it is a, a challenge, certainly, uh, to see the level of migration, particularly from the some of the Central American countries and Uh, We know that these folks are fleeing violence and persecution and often natural disasters caused by a changing climate. And we really do need to get our arms around this issue. And until we provide the process uh, and the resources, not a seven-year wait to get into the country or to even be considered uh, into the country, um, we're going to have people going around our system. And we can't have that. I mean – I know you see the migration at the southern border, and, and, and yet the president and his team have been very clear. The border's closed. Folks should not be allowed to enter our country. And at the end of the day, I'm at least um, grateful that we're starting to address some of the root causes of migration from some of those Central American countries.
5: Well, there's no doubt uh, root causes is an issue, but the reality of what's happening now, and I think it's starting to be acknowledged even uh, by the administration, is that the numbers uh, have increased beyond what we have seen for decades. And it it becomes at some point not just a an issue for the future in terms of uh keeping track of folks and knowing where they're at and getting them into a process but just in terms of security issues yeah it's no doubt maybe seventy eighty ninety percent are uh, people who will add benefit to this country uh, down the road but uh, you know it only takes a few to really create issue and we certainly need uh, a process that You just simply aren't seeing right now.
7: Well, and that's why we have to have both, right? We have to have a fair process, and we also have to have border security. Yeah. Yeah, Both. So
5: tell me, the 2nd Congressional District, you know, I'm familiar with it, and and it's one that uh, is split uh, uh, very closely to down the middle last race, you won by, uh, what, a little more than or a little 2. less 2%. than 2.2 percent. 2. And and uh, I think Tyler Kistner may be running again. Who was your opponent then. What are your thoughts about how 2022 shapes up, and is it any different than uh, 2020? I kind of know the answer to that, but go ahead.
7: Well, I think it's still too early to say exactly, you know, what does the environment look like? If if history's correct, right, uh, the party in power in the White House loses House seats in midterm elections. Mm-hmm. But I, I often say, Andy, my, here's here's my district. It's a third Democrats, a third Republicans, and a third people who don't like Democrats or Republicans. And they're the ones who decide – who wins this congressional seat? Now, you know it was. It's it's going to be a highly competitive district. My only view is that uh, after redistricting, it will likely be the last swing district left in Minnesota. But in the meantime, you know my approach hasn't changed since I got here. I you know I keep my head down. I do the work. Uh, I I try to. Work with everybody in my district. I don't really care what your ideology is. If you're a mayor in my district, then you deserve uh, me to be focused on on your city, on your town, on your township. And I'm trying. I'm trying to work across the aisle. Uh, You know, I'm very proud. We track it every week that 80% of the bills that I'm on, as I talk to you today, are bipartisan. There are Democrats and Republicans on them. I just went over to Michigan three and spent a day with uh, Representative Peter Meyer, a Republican uh, from Grand Rapids, and uh, he came to my district in August and spent a day. So, you know, when the country swings back uh, toward the middle, when the country realizes that uh, we can't just keep tearing each other apart, that we've got to govern, um, I'm still going to be where I started when I jumped out of the private sector after two days and ran for Congress, uh, two, two days, uh, two decades and ran for Congress. So uh, that's what I'm going to keep doing and just doing the work. And at the end of the day, uh, the voters of whatever the second district of Minnesota next cycle, uh, they'll decide.
5: One final question. I want to turn to Israel with you because it wouldn't be a discussion between the two of us if we didn't talk about Israel. Uh the Abraham Accords, you know, I mean, for whatever you think of Donald Trump, it was quite a historic event. You can give him credit. You can say he had nothing to do with it. But it did occur when he was in office, uh, and, and it, it, it was monumental uh, to have yeah. Israel out of the blue in, in many people's respects, thinking that, you know, it was a firestorm there ready to wage war, and it turns out there's peace deals, a number of them, with Arab countries, uh, enemies of the state of Israel for a long time, and now today there are exchanges and open uh, discourse, ambassadors, travel, economic exchange between countries that once hated one another. And, And that's a great thing. Can we expect more of that in the coming months and years?
7: Wendy, well, I sure hope so. Um, you know when I disagreed with President Trump, I said it out loud and and when I thought that uh, the administration was doing something laudable, I said that as well and so you know at the time and now, I still applaud his uh, the diplomatic agreement that. Obviously is now known as the Abraham Accords, and I think that that love i mean i I think until you sit with and understand the history uh, of the Middle East, you cannot appreciate just how important the diplomatic cooperation between Israel and and its uh, Arab neighbors really are. And so, you know, I I hope and I will continue to encourage the Biden administration to build on and improve this diplomatic achievement uh, in their time in office. And I'm, I'm really hopeful that this ongoing work can lead to a better future for generations in this region. It is significant.
5: One final question and comment from you angie what do, what is your uh what are your thoughts and you know a statement you can provide to uh to your progressive colleagues uh in the House about the importance of the support for the State of Israel as it relates to progressive values and ideals
7: well Andy, this is one of my ongoing frustrations uh you know as the only democracy in the Middle East. And quite frankly, this is very personal to me. The only place uh, in the Middle East that I would feel comfortable bringing my wife and our four sons and holding hands on the street, um, you know, this is uh, the kind of um, personal um, place and thought that I have about the state of Israel. And you know, when, when my progressive colleagues attack Israel, um you know, Israel deserves to have borders as well. Uh, Israel deserves to have um, peace and security. That's why I have been such a strong proponent of a two-state solution uh, for Israel. And at the end of the day, and I had um, the Congressional Research Service dig this data out for me recently just because there was uh, some legislation uh, that I... I didn't, uh, didn't want to join and, and uh, really wanted to understand how it relates to other nations. And the legislation essentially would forbid the U.S. or would uh, allow the Secretary of State to hold back assistance to Israel if, in fact, uh, there were any uh, human rights violations. 49 countries that we provide assistance to, Andy, 49 other countries that we provide assistance to have laws on the books criminalizing homosexuality some of them they can stone you to death and and i wanted that data because when when my progressive talked progressive friends talked to me about human rights you know, we don't do that with any other country. We work on a diplomatic basis. Uh, We work toward a better future. Uh, I can disagree with the policies of the state of Israel from time to time, but that does not at all dissuade me from how important the relationship between the United States and Israel is and will always be, no matter what government is in charge in Israel. So uh, that's Uh, how I feel about it, and uh, that's – in fact, I was just in a meeting here last week where I was able to um, use that research and just remind folks that, um, you know, this is a – United States and Israel have a very strategic relationship and that we cannot forget that. And uh, just because others go to such trouble uh, to to make sure there's a, a divide on Israel you know, about 98% of the Democratic caucus is a strong ally and supporter of Israel. Just, just remember that.
0: That's
5: Angie Craig, second congressional district member of the House of Representatives, representing that district for the state of Minnesota, a Democrat, an important voice in the Democratic caucus, one of the strongest supporters of the U.S.-Israel relationship. And while Angie and I may disagree on economic policy and some other domestic policy issues where it comes to Israel, we stand shoulder to shoulder. Angie, thank you so much for joining us once again on uh, the Victory Hour. And we hope to have you on again soon. Until, uh, until then, I want to wish you all the best and uh, good luck trying to get this uh, Build Back Better Act across the finish line. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, Angie. That's Angie Craig. You're listening to the Victory Hour. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back to close it all up. Stay tuned. AM
1: 1280, The Patriot.
5: A record of success second to none. Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm, The Numbers Tell the Story. The last five cases our lawyers have brought to trial have resulted in million and multi-million dollar verdicts for our plaintiff clients and zero defense verdicts for our defense clients. Put simply, we try cases and we win cases. Hi, I'm Andrew Parker. At Parker Daniels Keyboard, we take our work personally and we go the extra mile. That is why some of the biggest law firms, locally and nationally, send cases to us to handle when they can't. If you have a challenging and critically important business or personal legal dispute that must be favorably resolved, whether regarding a contract matter, a business divorce, a real estate dispute, an employment dispute, a civil rights or defamation matter, plain talk, if it's a big deal, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, wise counsel winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com.
6: Hey Jen. Oh hey Sarah. (laughs) My goodness, girl, you look amazing. Have you actually lost
7: weight? Are you doing keto or something? Actually, I'm just eating less thanks to Ridizone. Ridge what? Ridizone. I've been taking it for a few weeks, and honestly, it's been the easiest way I've ever tried to manage my weight and cravings. Oh, my doctor warned me about diet pills because they're dangerous stimulants. Ridizone doesn't have any stimulants or dangerous ingredients. In fact, the only ingredient is something called OEA. It's a molecule our bodies naturally produce to let us know what. We're full, so I don't feel like constantly snacking because I just feel full. Well, I need to try it. Seems like all I'm doing these days is snacking. What's it called again? Riduzone. Rid, the letter U, and zone. I ordered it at riduzone.com. Where's my phone? I'm ordering some right now.
1: Go to riduzone.com now. Receive an immediate 30% discount using code zone. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com and promo code zone, riduzone.com.
5: This ad sponsored by NutraFord LLC.
1: The best way to get
5: a good night's sleep is having a good pillow. One that won't go flat. One that you can wash and dry as many times as you want, and it maintains its shape. One that is made right here in the good old U.S. of A. Well, there's one place and only one place where you can get all of that, and that's from the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell, the creator of the best pillow that revolutionized the sleep industry. Mike is offering his premium My Pillows for his lowest price ever right now. You can get a queen-size premium My Pillow for 29.98. That's a $40 savings. King pillows are only $5 more. How do you order? Call 1-800-334-8902. That's 1-800-334-8902 or go to mypillow.com and use the discount code VICTORY. That's right, discount code VICTORY for this special offer We're back. Well now then. That was interesting. I don't know, you know, I I didn't want to I think I, I, I raised the point that uh, with Representative Craig that, uh, you know, a lot of women not back in the workforce, you know, why, why is that? I mean, I don't think you can chalk that up to child care issues and, 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 and COVID. I mean, the schools are open. There were always child care issues. It's no different than there have always been. But there is an enormous difference now. We have people, women and men, and and, and able-bodied to go back into the workforce who are not. And the number of jobs available is busting at the seams. So what is the explanation? I, I, I don't think we really nailed that down. Um. Uh, Inflation, the answer was um, Congresswoman Craig uh, said, and maybe she's right. There are some economists that agree with this, some that are advising her that, well, we're going to pay as we go, and so there won't be inflation. Uh, And she didn't say pay as we go. She said it's all paid for. You know, what does that mean? It might mean pay as, you, as we go, but it also might mean it will be paid for, you know, 30 years from now. Um, well, that doesn't help inflation. What we're doing here is we're pouring money into the economy uh, in a and, – and it's not that money can't pour into the economy and it can be maintained so that there isn't inflation – That occurs when you have a free market, you see, because you have equilibriums between supply and demand. So prices aren't jacked through the roof while you're not making as much money to keep up. That's what inflation is. And it is an enormous tax on the poor, on those that can't afford that type of life. You know, the wealthy, uh, it doesn't matter really. Uh, they're they're not going to, in all likelihood, have to give up anything. Uh, But this is an enormous tax on the poor, and that's why a free market is so important. Uh, But when you uh, put your hand on the scale as the government and you create artificial, artificial measures Pouring money into the economy. Printing money and pouring it into the economy. Uh, that's where equilibrium is not met. That's where supply and demand get out of whack. Inflation goes through the roof. And this past week you heard uh, the king of Malays now, uh, Joe Biden, double and triple down on him basically saying, this is one of the worst countries in the world, and you guys ought to get into shape. You know, cut out buying, and we won't have a problem. Not a joke. <laughs> I mean, it it just was insane. Don't have a happy Halloween. What do you think? you not supposed to have fun around here. You're not supposed to have freedom and do what you want and spend your money the way you want. You do it, we'll tell you. And that's that uh, So that was, you know, that was interesting. the other the other interesting thing was um, when we were talking about energy independence, which Angie raised, uh, you know, and I said, yeah, we had that in 2019 with Donald J. Trump. And now with, you know, this administration, she said, well, yeah, but but uh, it wasn't clean energy independence, clean energy independence. OK, fair enough. I mean, I, I'm not disputing it. and And she believes that. Having energy independence isn't good enough. It's got to be clean energy independence. So let's not have energy independence uh, until it's clean. How about having energy independence and then working from there toward clean energy independence? Brilliant. (laughs) So I don't know. But, you know, we, we disagree on domestic policy, but I wanted to have her on and and she does a great job, and I, and I like her. And uh, uh, personally, as, as well as on the issues in the Middle East, she just really understands the importance of the state of Israel to every American, to the United States, strategically values-driven, uh, uh, and, and peace in that region is just a real positive uh, for, for all of us. And she's an important voice in the Democratic caucus. As a part of that. Well, I want to make sure that you're all safe out there, uh, trick-or-treating. And uh, that you make sure to come back, 1280 AM The Patriot, next week at uh, 4 o'clock. And we're going to talk Hennepin County Sheriff's race next week and down the trail we might talk hennepin county attorney's race uh, as well Uh, but we have a number of great guests so jot it down four o'clock sunday is the victory hour and until next week have a great week and be safe
0: are simple and many can be expressed in a single word freedom am
1: 1280 the patriot
6: Your feet will stay warm in the cooler weather with insulated waterproof boots from Chet's Shoes. Chet's takes the time to measure your feet and make sure you have the right boots for whatever you're doing. Whether you need safety or regular toe styles, the friendly specialists at Chet's Shoes know what will work for you. Shop a local 70-year family-owned store, visit their Spring Lake Park location, or online at Chet'sShoes.com. Remember, Chet's Mobile Shoe Service can bring the store to you. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. You can listen to AM
1: 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis and you'll hear your favorite hosts.
2: This is Dennis Prager and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. AM
1: 1280